Welcome to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz, a candid conversation as we learn about types of dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontal temporal, and Lewy body, and the effects on the people we love. Jill's years of dedication and experience help you adapt, overcome obstacles, and find positive outcomes. It's time for Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Hello, my friends. I hope everybody's great. Boy, January is such a hard month after the holidays and everything that uh, encompasses the excitement of, you know, November and December and even October, for that matter, with Halloween and just all the fun things after we've transitioned from a beautiful summer to a beautiful fall. And now we're right smack dab in the middle of the hardest time of the year when it's dreary and it's cold. Um, strangely enough, uh, the past week we've had heat waves in different parts of the country that um, make it difficult to get outside if you're in the south. Of, of the United States. And no matter where you are, it's all the same. Any place you are in the world, when we get to the January months, typically the weather is either rainy or it's snowy and cold. And when we have that type of weather, we have to be particularly creative and be more on our game about activities. And if your person that you're caring for is older, say they are, you know, in their 80s or 90s or something, the idea of having them exercise probably isn't going to float. They're not going to want to you know, do lunges or go for walks or something like that. So what can you do? Then we have to work on sort of the mind and the spirit as opposed to the body. So it isn't to say that you can't do exercises in a chair. You know, uh, I have sisters who are all in their 60s, and they do chair exercises. Um, so you can do that. But by the time a person reaches a certain age, do we really need to exercise? If they're getting close to the end of life, if they're in their 80s or 90s, do we actually need to keep our bodies that well in tune? Well, to a degree you do because what you don't want to have is, um, you know, dense density or lack of density in your bones and then you fall and you break something. We don't want that to happen. But those kinds of things can happen. So if you need to stay in shape, that might be your best bet, like just doing some chair exercises. And somebody can Google those for you. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. They put those kinds of things on there all the time. Uh, those are easy ways to try to keep your person moving and so on and so forth. Um, you can use a lot of games. You can use the bowling games that they have for kids. Um, you can use an exercise bike if that works for you. 
a stationary bike or a treadmill or something like that. If you don't have that and you're well enough, you can go up and down stairs. You can just walk around your house kind of walking in circles if you if you need to. If you still drive or somebody can drive you, and this is for the caregiver or a person with a diagnosis, it doesn't matter. Um, you can go to local malls for the most part. Here in the United States, almost every mall opens really early. The shops might not open until like 11 now, but you can go in the malls at about 8 a.m. They'll open the doors and the mall's really warm. And Silver Sneakers people are using it to walk around and get their exercise. So if you want to, you know, if it's too cold and dreary outside for whatever reason, go to a local mall and walk around on the floors and go up and down the elevators and all that kind of stuff. And that's a good way for you to exercise. And it's also a good way to socialize. You meet people as you're walking. You might make a friend. Um... You know, everybody could go to Starbucks afterwards or whatever your favorite coffee place is or whatever it is. Um, so there's ways that you can do that piece. The other thing you can do is you can use music. You can use household chores. You can use baking, baking cookies, baking cakes, baking brownies. Um, I like... I like the music piece because music is a medium everybody uses, right? Pretty much. I've only met, really, honestly, one person in my life. I met a client with Parkinson's who didn't listen to music. Blew my mind. <laughs> I, if anybody's out there and this offends you, I apologize in advance. But if you don't like music, I might not have anything to talk to you about. I mean, to me... Music is everything. I get up in the morning to dance music. I turn jazz on at dinner time. I turn on different music when I go to get into the bathtub or the shower. I have music playing 24-7. I listen to it in the car. And different music and different genres all float my boat. I can listen to country one minute, I can listen to jazz one minute, I can listen to classical when I go to sleep. <laughs> Not to say classical is boring, uh, but I listen to classical when I go to sleep because typically it doesn't have any lyrics. It doesn't have anybody singing, no vocals or anything like that. So anyway, uh, music lifts your spirit. So you could sing along to it. You could make lists of your favorite musicians. You can make lists of your favorite songs. Um, you could try to write a song. You could uh, sit down and play music with that person, maybe play a guitar or a flute or a piano. And if your person isn't too far advanced with Alzheimer's, maybe you could um, try to teach them a little bit about chords or, or playing you know, a piano or something like that. Um, if nothing else, they could ring bells or they could play a tambourine or something that's really easy. And, you know, if, if nothing else, if all else fails, you could dance. You can get up and dance and enjoy yourself and have fun. I honestly can't imagine a day in the life for me with no music. 
So my Parkinson's person, man, I was just like, I got nothing. I can't, <laughs> I really don't think I can help you. You don't watch TV. You don't, you don't like sports. You don't watch any TV at all. And you don't listen to music. What do you do? Watch paint dry? I have no, I have no clue. Uh, that is a life I do not want to live. So what else can you do on these dreary, funky days? Um, maybe you could take some kind of a class like flower arranging or, um, hmm, I have to think about that for a minute. What else could you do with flowers? Ooh, you could go to like a Michael's or a Hobby Lobby or whatever your craft stores are around the country, and you can get silk flowers, those fake flowers, and they always have them on sale, right? And you could make a wreath or something with those flowers or just put some in a great big vase and arrange them and put a pretty bow on it or something like that. I'm a big fan of making objects, making wreaths, and I make them out of anything. I can make them out of pine cones. I can make them out of um, corks that come out of wine bottles. <laughs> Don't think I'm an alcoholic or anything, but I have a lot of wine corks. So I make things with it. Um, I just have a really good time with things like that. I've got more art and craft stuff in my basement than I can shake a stick at. I could make a wreath on a styrofoam piece, or I could make it on a wire wreath, or I could make it on the um, the vine twine stuff that, that you have. Sometimes you can wire those in. That takes more time. Uh, could be fun to, to do. That will take you forever. You could do a little bit at a time and not have it done by Christmas, for real. Um, so you could do things like that. Uh, for me, I use a glue gun, so it goes fairly fast, but it still takes me about four hours to make a um, pine cone wreath, sometimes longer. Um, you can get all kinds of decorations at a craft store, and you can make anything. You could make a uh, birdhouse. You could um, get items for knitting or crocheting. Um, you can get like a board that you write your daily stuff on and decorate the outside of it with things that you like. It could be like little stuffed animals or it could be stickers or, you know, whatever. Think outside of the box and see what would float your boat. What kind of things are important to you? More than likely, they make it. Um... You, if, you're, if you're with a person with Alzheimer's, you could get clothing for dolls. Uh, they have a lot of clothing and things like that and little chairs and, and stuff like that. Um, maybe get a dollhouse and decorate the dollhouse. Those are pretty simple things to do. You could um, get maybe some old towels or maybe some... Um, Maybe some pieces like at a uh, Joanne's Fabric, a fabric store of some type, and um, hand sew a quilt. You know how you take those little squares and you hand sew? You cut them out 
and then you sew the edges of them, and then you hand sew a quilt. And that could be something that you can do with your person every time you come. We just sew a little bit around the edges, and, and we're trying to make a baby blanket, or we're trying to make a blanket for our bed, or just one to warm us if we are in a chair. Those kind of things can be kind of fun. Um, what else? What could you do? I've mentioned this many times before, but you can go in your uh, pantry and in your spice cabinet and see what you have and then go look through a cookbook and say, I, and on Google, you can say to Google, um, what do I, uh, what can I make with these ingredients? And it will come up with something. Now, I, I realized the other day, and I can't remember who told me, it might have been Brian, my engineer, that um, if you uh, sing a song into your phone, uh, Google will tell you what it is. Who knew that our phones could do that? So I think, oops, in fact, I'm trying to talk right now, and my phone was trying to figure out what song I was talking about. Uh but that is so cool. So you could just try to remember a couple of songs that you know the words to or, or ones that you um, used to like to sing or you just happen to like a, a specific lyric. And then you sing it into your phone and it will, especially if you hit the voice button uh, for Google, and um, then it will take you to what that song is. That could give you hours and hours and hours of entertainment. Like, seriously. <laughs> Ever since I talked about that with Brian, I've been doing it now every time I think of a song and I can't remember what the name of, the, of it is or I can't remember, you know, what uh, what it, what the name of the song was or who the singer was or something like that. And the other night I was watching a movie called Devotion. Um, oh, man, it was just a beautiful movie. And it was about uh, some fighter pilots in the Korean War. And at the end... There was a really great song called You Are Not Forgotten or Not Forgotten, something like that. And uh, I just put my phone up and let it hear them playing part of it. And they told me it was Joe Jonas, who actually had a role in the movie, which I didn't even realize. I didn't recognize him. So, you know, you can just use things that you have in your house to give you an enormous amount of entertainment. Um, something else you could do. You could go to the store and get balloons and then try to just bat a balloon around. That gives you the exercise that you need. You don't have to do lunges. You don't have to do sit-ups or anything like that. Just bat a balloon around a little bit. Um, you can go to like a, a Target or something like that and you can get one of those great big balls that you can sit on and you can roll and roll forward and roll sideways and all that kind of stuff on it. Uh, people were using those um, last few years ago uh, to work with their sitting up straight and their posture when they're working on a computer. And uh, But you can still use those as uh, something you can roll on on your stomach or you can sit on it and roll it around a room. Um, just things like that. Uh, what else could you do? I know that I've mentioned in the past that you can buy uh, puzzles, big puzzles for people with Alzheimer's. So they're big pieces. If you just Google it and you ask for uh, uh, puzzles with big pieces for somebody with Alzheimer's, you'll get back a whole slew of places that you can buy them. 
They're relatively inexpensive, and they're like 25-piece puzzles, but they don't have to be kids' puzzles. They can be something pretty. Um, and usually it comes with a picture of what it is you want to make so that they can set it by their side instead of having to keep the box top up. I worked a puzzle this weekend with my grandson, who's five years old, and he has discovered puzzle making and is just getting a huge kick out of it. And I was asking him to show me how he started it. And uh, we started with the uh, side pieces. So that's, you know, make your frame all the way around. And that's a five-year-old, you know, showing me this. Now, I've worked puzzles a lot in my life, but I hadn't worked one in probably 20 years. And uh, I got a huge kick out of sitting there with him and putting the outside pieces together. You could get a 50-piece puzzle and work on it with your person with Alzheimer's, you know, for just a, an hour a day or or, you know, for 15 minutes or whatever their mindset will allow them to stay focused long enough to try to get that puzzle done. But boy, I had a good time with him uh, trying to make that puzzle. And in fact, I got pretty addicted to it and ended up uh, spending a little bit more time. They spent the night with us on Saturday and then we worked on it on Sunday. I spent Sunday night working on it and I went in and looked at it today and I've only got about 20 more pieces of a 500 piece puzzle that I have to finish it. And I guarantee you when I go home today, I'm going to try and do that. I think things like that can be really, really fun. So just trying to find those things with within your fingertips that you can utilize to make a day interesting. That's the bottom line. You want to make sure that every day, even though it's funky out, you can try to do something that's going to create some fun or some good smells and aromas. Um, it's a perfect time to really try to engage that person in uh, things that they used to enjoy. And I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I'll give you a few more examples of some things that you can do on these funky January and February days. All right, we'll be right back. Carillon at Bellevue Station is a residential community enriching the senior living experience. Our community full of grandeur and elegance is located near Cherry Hills, Colorado. We offer independent living and personalized assisted living services and an intimate caring neighborhood for our residents with Alzheimer's and other dementias. A beautifully appointed spacious apartment, chef prepared meals, transportation services and a team devoted to your safety and wellness are what awaits you when you reside at Carillon at Bellevue Station. Call 720-440-8200 or visit carillon at bellevuestation.com for more information. Welcome back to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Okay, I'm back. So what other things could we do on those dreary, cold, or rainy days or super hot days where we cannot go outside, uh, we can't do the things that we necessarily want to do. Um, I had utilized with my mom a bag of cotton balls, and we just had a big snowball fight with cotton balls and had so much fun. I had like one bag for her, one bag for me, and we just put them in a bowl, and we just throw them back and forth at each other. It was a hoot. Um, you can have a pillow fight 
That could be kind of fun. What else could you do? Um, in terms of the cleaning department, if you have anything like salt and pepper shakers or dolls or bears or those precious moments that people used to collect all the time, you could take those out one at a time, dust them off, and talk about where you got them uh, in the collection. Lots and lots of people have those kinds of things. So it's fun to go back down memory lane with them and talk about when they uh, brought each piece home. I was at a home today for a home assessment. And as I was trying to talk to the woman that I was assessing, her husband came in bringing this great big poster that he wanted to show me of him back in his big band days. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't have been there for an assessment, I would have talked all day long to him about the kind of music he played in the big band. And he's the guy's 94 years old, and he's still going out and playing big band music with his buddies. And they're all 90 if they're a day. I mean, I was blown away by that. My kind of guy, a musician. Gotta love it. What else can you do? You can... Um, one of the things I do is I make noodles, and it's not really hard. It's salt, it's flour, it's egg, and when I make it, it's wine. Um, and once you get that all mixed up, you just keep adding flour, and you knead the dough and knead the dough and knead the dough and knead it and knead it and knead it. And then when you finally get it to a place where it's a little bit like a hockey puck, but um, big, like maybe six inches around or something like that, um, it would be more like, it would look more like one of those, um, those things that they use when they uh, push them down in a bowling alley and they sweep in front of them. I forgot what those things are called, but it's about that size. Um, and then you, you put it in the refrigerator and leave it for a couple of hours. You could pull it back out. I like leaving it for a whole day because then it works better. And then I pull it out, and I just um, flatten it out and run it through a machine, and you can make your own spaghetti. You can make your own linguine. You can make your own lasagna. I may never make uh, buy noodles again. I think I'm just going to make them because it's super easy, and it tastes better than the store-bought stuff. I freaking love that. Um, anyway, I love those good smells. If you don't really want to bake, what you could do is take a trip out to the store, brave that weather, uh, but it'll be a good chance for you to get out and go to like a Hobby Lobby and get candles that smell like certain things like cookies or apple pie or cherry pie or something like that and put those around in the house uh, to, to make it smell good. Those kinds of things really help for the soul because it's a sensory smelling piece that helps um, people to go back to, you know, their days of old. I, I was telling um, this guy today, I, I was asking him if there's any particular foods that remind them of when they were young or good memories. And I've mentioned this before, but not for quite a while on the show, that when I go into my grocery store about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I swear to God that baked bread is like a beacon that is 
trying to hone me in because I can smell that baked bread from, you know, 150 feet away. And my nose just leads me back to that part of the the deli. And I'm trying to not even eat bread that much anymore. But man, I love it. Oh, it's so, it just smells so good. And if you're in your home, easy, easy, easy way to recreate that is to have a snack during the day that is maybe toast with peanut butter on it. You want to talk about something that smells good, just put a piece of toast in the toaster, pull that sucker out and put a little peanut butter on there. Oh, man. Even when my husband's making it, and sometimes he's doing it with bagels, I'm like, what are you making? He said something you don't want. And I'm like, oh, but yeah, but it smells so good. Those things just really super duper float my boat. Um, Other things you could do. You could use paper and draw pictures with crayons or pencils. You could go and get a big artist pad and let somebody draw or paint on it. It doesn't make any difference if it's abstract or if they're trying to make something. Um, Art is always a good way to stimulate someone. It's fun to throw colors up on a a, um, easel and try to make something. And a lot of people throw, you know, just different colors up there and don't even care if it actually looks like anything. You can name it anything you want. You can call it anything you want. Um, I think those kinds of things are fun. Watercolors are fun. Another thing that you could get is like um, if you don't want to work with the dough, dough is is easy and um, you get to eat it. But if you want something similar to that, you can use Play-Doh. Go and get Play-Doh from your local Target or wherever you buy them, Walmart or whatever, and um, maybe make something out of the Play-Doh. My grandson, for Christmas, I got him not only the puzzles, but I got him a Lincoln Log piece. And uh, while he was over the other night, he brought it with him, and we opened it up, and we made a log cabin. That kind of stuff is fun. You can do the same thing with Legos. You can get Legos uh, any place, but maybe uh, go to a secondhand toy store or something like that and pick up some Legos or dolls or something that uh, your person can play with and love on if they are at home and they are going back in time thinking they are a parent again. And you can always get, you know, doll clothes and stuff like that. There's, there's a zillion things that you can do if you want to. You know, uh, I, I mentioned a long time ago that my mom, if she was at my house and she was getting really restless because she worked at an office supply store, I would dump a whole bunch of different colored uh, um, paper clips on the table and she would sit there and sort them while I made her lunch. So you have things in your home that you can utilize for fun. You maybe just don't know it. You just don't know it. Um, You can do laundry. You can clean a bathtub. You can dust your whole house. You can um, 
do spa days where maybe you uh, sit with a person and you put, you know, maybe some lotion on their hands and massage their hand and then maybe paint their nails for them. People like that. If you can get somebody in the bathtub and or the shower and then you get them all washed up, curl their hair and maybe put some makeup on them. Let them feel pretty for uh, a day. And if you can get them feeling pretty, maybe you can get them out. Take your umbrella, take your warm coat, and go out to lunch or something and do something fun. There's so many ways that we can combat this bad weather. And if the person is really feeling spunky and does feel like maybe they are, you know, many years younger, take them out and build a snowman. Those kinds of things are a hoot. I've always got a spare carrot in my refrigerator. All you have to do is find a couple rocks and shove the carrot in the nose and put a scarf on it and maybe a hat and call it good. Um, But these are the kinds of things that we forget we have available to us. And it's a kind of a shame because we can make fun out of just about anything. Almost everybody has books in their homes. So it would be very simple to start on a book and read for 15 to 20 minutes and then um, watch a movie or watch a, a game show or something like that or, you know, play a game yourself like dominoes or operation or or whatever it is. I always enjoyed playing Farkle with dice. It's six dice and you throw the dice and you try to get doubles. Um, If you get a one, it's worth 100. If you get a five, it's worth 50. If you get three of a kind, it's 100 times whatever that number is. So if you get three sixes, it's 600. And you add up and everybody tries to get to 10,000 and the first person that gets to 10,000 points wins. If at any point you don't get a one or a five or three of a kind when you throw the dice, your turn is over. So as you grab those, say you, you, you rolled the dice and you had three threes and one five. You would pull those out and you'd roll again. If you don't get a one, a five, or a three of a kind, then your turn is over. So that's kind of how you play that game. That's a super easy game with dice. And another dice, you can, dice game you can play is Yahtzee. Lots of people know Yahtzee, so that can be kind of fun. You could also play hangman, where you're trying to figure out a word. We used to do that as kids. We'd play hangman all the time. It's not real. You um, you have to draw a body part every time you don't guess the right word or what have you, and then you end up hanging the person. You can get games like Battleship or um, kids, kids games that maybe they used to play when they were young and refresh their memory and come at it again. Um, I always liked that game that had marbles. Um, it's not Parcheesi. Oh, I can't think of what it is. I shouldn't have brought it up. But anyway, um, where you have to jump your your person, you roll your dice and you can move around the board um, and you try to get back to your home base and get all your people lined back up at your home base. Um, that's a ton of fun. There's just a million games and things you can do. And many of us are super guilty that as our kids got older, we either put those games in the garage thinking we'd save them for when they had kids or what have you, and then we never pulled them back down again. Or you put them in a storage unit or a storage 
a closet, and they sit there for years and years until you pull the games back out again. There's a zillion ways to have fun and to do things when the weather is funky and you just can't get out and do the things you want to do. Worst comes to worst, grab the dog or cat and throw them in the shower and get them all cleaned up because nothing smells worse than a dog who's been outside in the, in the bad weather. And um, nobody likes a funky smelling dog. Nobody wants to love a dog that is dirty. So clean your dog, clean your cat, uh, clean their bowls. Those get really, really dirty. Just find something to do that can help you with your mind, body, and spirit. Even if it's reading a magazine or watching I Love Lucy, whatever it is, find it, work with it, and make it your own. And if you have a person that has some type of dementia and they need some help, look at some fun ways you can do these kinds of things with them. Look at what you have in your house. Chances are you've got something that I mentioned here that you can utilize and turn it into some type of a fun game. And remember, when you're playing, nobody has to really win. You can keep score and, you know, you can give them more points if they're not doing well or if they're not following it. It's not necessarily whether or not they can play the game and if they can play it well. It's more did you, were you able to get them engaged in the game and having a good time. There's just a lot of different things that we can do to stave off the blues and to keep ourselves centered and happy and enjoying our life. And what we cannot do is give in to that dreary weather and get down in the dumps and get depressed and uh, just sit around and don't do anything. You sleep all the time or you just watch a TV show and you don't get anything done. Um, there are so many things at your fingertips. Cook, bake, sing, dance, do art, play Farkle, whatever you need to do. I hope this has given you some good ideas. I know it's hard. I know it's really, really hard when we're doing the best we can to keep our head above board. Now I'm asking you to find other things to do. But if you can get a couple of these things going a day, your day is going to be so much better. Their day is going to be so much more fulfilled. And everybody's going to have a good time and enjoy themselves. And then at the end of the day, when you sit down to have dinner, you're in a much better mindset. They've had activities all day long. They're not angry. They're not pacing. And they didn't sit and just listen to the news and all the crap that's going on and politicians fighting and people killing each other and all that kind of stuff. Shut that off. Shut it off and give everybody a chance to put some good positive engagement into their world and really do your best to keep that positive mindset going. Because I'm telling you, if somebody hears something on TV or sees something on TV that is negative, they hold that feeling sometimes for hours. That's the last thing we want. I'm not kidding you. Turn on Tom and Jerry. Turn on uh, I Love Lucy. Turn on something that is fun, game shows that are fun, and try to change that trajectory to being something really good. Another thing you could do is turn on Animal Planet. They're always trying to heal planets and, and uh, dogs and cats and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, think about what you can do. Even the cooking shows. They have uh, kids cooking shows on right now. You can get invested in who you want to win and have some kind of a derby over it. We have a chance to be better than we are.
and to help our person be as best and good as they can be. So do it. And I'll see you next week on Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. You've been listening to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. To learn more about her resources, services, classes, or to book speaking engagements, visit Jill's website at summitresiliencetraining.com. A new podcast drops every Tuesday, so join us as we learn more about dementias, resilience, and overcoming obstacles to find a positive outcome. Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz can be found on your favorite podcast provider. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Musical and technical support provided by Brian Hunter. See you next week.